episode of where my mom's at thank you for watching on youtube some business before we get started with the fun today i have leanne kreischer and i'm so excited but let's get into it i have some live dates coming up i will be um at burbank at flappers in the yoohoo room september 26th just working out new stuff it's an intimate room just come hang out very loosey-goosey and then october 3rd through 5th nashville at zany's and then october 10th i'm back at the yoohoo room flappers and burbank and then I do Irvine, October 17th, and then Pasadena at the Ice House, October 25th. That's on there twice. November 22nd, Seattle at the Neptune, and then November 23rd, Portland at the Aladdin Theater. Tickets at Christina P. Online. I am also on the gram at the Christina P. I highly recommend you follow me there. I curate TikToks. I post various <laughs> mom-related th things and... Um, yeah, that's it. And Twitter, whatever, Christina P. Now with me is my absolute favorite, Leanne Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> she hosts a podcast called Wife of the Party. If you have not checked it out yet, you should definitely get on it. You're on YouTube as well with that, yeah? Yes, so I am. I know a lot of women like to watch yeah. the podcast. So. They do. I think they put it on in the background while they're doing laundry or yes. dishes or whatever. Yeah, it is interesting that women tend to watch yeah they like to see what we're doing and, yeah um so what have you been talking about on your show i've been sick so i haven't been um last episode was about differentiated parenting what's that that is uh where you have one kid that needs a lot more more obviously than the other mm. um and how do you make sure you know fair is not equal but how do you make it fair you know interesting so that was i think that was last week's i i've been hooking up with um a psychologist mm. and an author. Mm. Uh, we've done several podcasts with them, Kristen and Jocelyn, about parenting. Coincidentally, I've been talking about parenting a lot lately. Yeah, well, you're an expert. You're a varsity mom. That's uh, why you're here. Varsity, whatever. You're varsity. I'm JV. You're a varsity. I'm a cool uh, mom. You're a varsity mom. I'm totally varsity. But you're cool too. I'd say you're a cool mom too. I'm definitely a cool mom. Um, but yeah, so cool oh, <laughs> thank you. Not like a regular mom. Cool mom. Cool mom. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but um, so wife of the party, check that out. And then um, so last week on the show, I dropped a beautiful photograph of my father and I. It was used as our Christmas card, believe it or not. That was your Christmas card? <laughs> I love this picture. What? I think it's awesome. Now, I didn't know it was a Christmas card. Now, when you tell mm. me that, then mm. I may be like, hmm, maybe a shirt would be a good idea. See? But I didn't know it was your Christmas card. I yeah. thought it was just a picture. No, that's why it gets weirder is because he took this. Is he grabbing your boob? Well, that's the other. So someone else pointed that out on Instagram. They go, well, why is his hand covering your boob? Now, but this is pre-boob time. But I remember at the time thinking, like, I have, like, breast buds. Yeah. Like maybe be cognizant of that. Like he just wasn't aware. Yeah, yeah. He's oblivious. Um, but yeah. He's a good looking guy. Very handsome. Yeah, right? Very charismatic. My yeah. dad's very funny. Uh, life of the party. Um, Is that a portrait of you over so, the fireplace? Yeah, a lot of questions on that. That was uh, commissioned by one of his hoes. My dad had a stable of bitches. And some one of his girlfriends felt that that was 
a good thing to do. It doesn't look a thing like me. I don't know if you can see the eyes. They're very almond I was a shaped. little confused. Yeah. I was confused. I was, it wasn't clear. Yeah. They look like a crescent moons. And then it's like, it's not even, it's not accurate. But anyway. So you, but you're pro shirtless photo is what I'm well, hearing you duh, say. Yeah. Because I'm married to a shirtless man who is shirtless all the time. He's usually pantless also. So what? yeah. What? What? But he doesn't wear, I thought he doesn't wear underwear. He's told me that he doesn't wear underwear with his jeans. That's correct. So he's nude all the time? A lot of the time. Or he'll just put on a Speedo just to hang out. Mm-hmm. So I think he really has sensory processing disorder. Mm-hmm. I really do. Because he doesn't like to have anything on his body. Yeah. Except hair. <laughs> so. <laughs> and, he, and he's naked. And he does this in front, obviously in front of your two girls. No, whole life. no. No. He'll come out of our bedroom and go, I'm naked, everybody. And then, you know, they have to proceed at their own risk. Okay. So, but he, they, they've seen his painter, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know about recently. Uh, I think yeah. he's real good about announcing it. Yeah. So that's that good. he can give them the option of, <laughs> of not being involved in that. Yeah. You know. I, I saw my dad's peener growing up a lot. You did? I did. Both my parents, I don't know if it's a European thing or just an obliviousness thing. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about our moms and yeah. like their douchebags. And, yeah, and yeah. my mother was like way too into showing me her vag stuff. Oh, my mother Ugh. on Saturdays yeah. would clean the house completely naked. Oh, God. Why? Vacuum naked. Why? Queen blaring on the music in the background, just naked as a why? jaybird. But why? Because she said it, she was hot. So she didn't want to be hot. <laughs> yeah, but she must have had a banging body. Because she has, yeah, she looked like Cher from the neck down. It was ridiculous. But could you imagine, like, I would be so... I, like, I don't want my... F- <laughs> I'm flabby. I, I jiggle. Oh, like, I'd cause more cleanup because my kids would vomit if they saw me cleaning <laughs> naked. So, yeah. No, I would never do that. I never saw my dad's penis, though, ever. So I saw my dad's penis a lot because he would part... Like, Ugh. like he would have so many girls around like gr- different girlfriends every weekend and yeah. then they would be naked sunbathing naked swimming he's just out of the shower naked <laughs> naked <laughs> naked and um at one point i told my mom and she told him like hey dum dum your little girl is like 10 years old i think it's time to cover up your dong right because my friends would come over right and he, and i'd be like dad my friends are coming over can you put on a bathing suit and he's like just tell me when they're here I'll put it on when they show up. <laughs> so then it became my responsibility right. to be like, Dad, cover your dick. My friends are here, which is not. It's not Sounds my healthy. Res- yeah. Super healthy. <laughs> really healthy, positive parenting. Maybe not. Slightly off. Slightly off. Uh. But um, so I've been getting a lot of emails. Um, so last week we discussed, someone asked me what they should tell their children to call their genitals. And instinctively, I was like, penis vagina that yeah. sounds pretty good to me and then i you know i got on like a jokey tear of like actually let's call it dong you know dinkle yeah. wang schlong but, but i i kind of feel like in general i'm not sure what the i mean some people are hung up obviously i don't have a, a hang-up on no calling it penis vagina no what's i don't your, either what, yeah no we we called it vajayjay which uh, is close enough. Which is pretty close. And we say vagina, I mean, and, yeah. and boobs or breasts. But but I did a podcast, uh, one of my earlier podcasts, where I was talking to someone, and I can't even remember who, who the guest was, but she was telling me how um, if you use the actual term like penis and vagina, then, then those body parts are normalized mm. from a very early age. True. So then there's no like... 
transitioning into any kind of normalization that's just i mean it's just part of your body it's like saying elbow yeah i agree it's the same thing i agree especially once you make people yeah once you're a mom you kind of see how arbitrary sex organs it's no different than creating an eyeball or, pe- or a penis yeah. or yeah just earwax be- same, yeah. same. <laughs> yeah it's it's all silly. it's all flaps and folds of skin totally i'm not sure why we can't just name the thing i don't know either because it literally yeah. is just anatomy but it is kind of, um, it is very clinical, I guess, on such a, it's a hidden part of your body. Well, and I think for how many generations? Well, we, not in our house, so not in your no, house. No, not in my house either. <laughs> for generations, we were told to, you know, hide that or protect it or cover it up. Right. I, mean, I remember my grandmother, when I was really small, helping me put underwear on going, Shoo, don't touch that. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> You know, like, it was, like, toxic. What? It, yeah, and I was like, okay. She's and I'm sure for years, in the back of my brain, I was like, shoo, don't touch yeah. that. Shoo, shoo. That's nasty. Yeah, so, so she's putting her shame onto you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Yeah, it's crazy. Was she very religious? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, still sings in church today. Oh, boy. Yeah, really religious. Goes oh, every time boy. the door's open. But it is because, well, I mean, she's Southern Baptist and my understanding of that religion is, you know, sex is only for procreation pretty much. Yeah. So for you to embrace your vagina would be probably not very biblical. Right. No, no, of course not. Yes. I'm trying to think of what my mom, because I think my mom, the one thing she did do well, I would say, is to be very straightforward. Like, it was a little too forward. Like, yeah. she would show me her oral sex creams by her bed. Oh, Lord. That's TMI. I know. And her um, her edible panties that she would oh have God. with her partners. <laughs> this is a pina colada flavored panties. <laughs> Try it. And I remember being like, I didn't even know what a pina colada was. I had to ask her, like, what's that flavor? It's, oh, it's alcohol drink. And, like... So it was a little too much. Yeah. However, by the time I became sexually active, I did not have hangups about my body and other like it, it was actually kind of good in a way. Yeah, I had the same experience. My mom was very, very um, open about her sex life and but her too, sexuality. Too much. It yeah? was too much. It yeah. was. Uh, some might say it was. Um, uh, like somebody told me once that it was like actually like child abuse when you're yes. that open about it's it. It's called covert incest. That's right. That's right. That's what someone told me. <laughs> and I was like, Gilmer. I was not incested. <laughs> you're crazy. I was not molested or incested, but it was just creepy. Yes. But I do know at a certain point in my adult life, I felt that being sexy was being like my mom me too so i wouldn't do that right me too I have a, so i could be I funny goofy cute yes, girl goofball hang with the boys 100%. but i'm not a sex pot nope a hundred percent and i my sexuality got so warped because yeah. of my mother's over sexuality yeah I, look at me today i'm like i gotta wear my hoodie <laughs> i'm on camera i gotta wear my like i'm not comfortable being I don't, I don't own high heels. I have one nice pair that I wear once every three years for my husband and it hurts and I fucking yeah. hate wearing, like I can't walk on them, it hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it is because my mother was so, so Overt. sexual. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't want to identify it. How sad, and I kind of, I. It is sad. It, fu- it sucks, yeah. It does suck because then you don't get to make a choice. About yeah, it. like what, who am I? What, yeah. what would my sexuality and how I express it have been had right. it not been 
warped in a way by That's both right. my parents. My right. dad was overly sexual too. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. You know, he had por- porno magazines lying about that he didn't conceal. Like, right. You have a fucking mommy daddy drawer, dude. Like, lock up your drugs, your guns, yeah, totally. your, your porn. Yeah. And but, he didn't yeah. conceal any of it. So I was consuming that early too. Right. I was consuming that early as well. My dad had playboys around that that were just out like on the coffee table. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what? I you mean, a well, little girl now. I mean, he's single dad, but he so had mine, yeah. two roommates, right? And yeah. one of the other roommates had a child my age. So every other weekend they had cust- they made sure they coordinated custody. So there was like one weekend with kids and one weekend that was just party. And then, so they cool. would alternate, right? Well, you got to so, have your priorities. Exactly. You, They're not dumb. You got to party. I mean, how are you going to have kids and not get ripped and party? You and can't. I mean, they're single different. men. They got to bang some bitches yeah. on every other. Uh, don't you let us single dads have that priority? My dad had the exact priority. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I'm going to see you this weekend unless I'm going to go party. And no, then, my dad didn't do that. Oh, that's cool. Because he had the teammate, the other dad. So the two the two dads His had the man. two kids, yeah. And the, the, every other weekend was stand, like there was no like you have Leanne this weekend, you have Brandon next weekend. None of that was going on. We were ev- the same weekend always coordinated, so they had the other weekend to party. Got you. Um, and so, so what happened on party weekend? Is that when you saw pornography and? Well, they just forget to clean it up, right? <laughs> By the time I got there, it'd still be out. Ugh. So I think that was the standard issue, and then. Sweep it under the rug. Put it in the cabinet. And then sometimes, you know, they're, they're dudes. They'd forget. Yeah. And then there'd be Playboys on. And they had this one photo album. My dad went to Mardi Gras every year. And he just took pictures of boobs. Oh, boy. Like boobs and boobs and boobs. And he had an entire photo album of boobs from Mardi Gras. Sure. So sure. I was told I could never look through this photo album. Oh, at least he had the wherewithal to say, don't look, don't look. But telling a kid, don't do yeah, that is yeah. tantamount to just do it. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, I So, know. of course, Brandon and I would sneak in and go, we got to go look at the boob photo. Of course. Look at the boobs. And, you know, for a long time, I was like, women are so beautiful. Of course. Um, I'm attracted to men. But I grew up looking at beautiful women because I was par- partly and mostly raised by my dad. Yeah. So, I was exposed to sexuality in in um looking at beautiful women yes me too but i've never been attracted to women Mm -hmm. but i just think they're really beautiful you know yeah i think i I talked to my shrink about this um so when what happens when you find pornography at a young age Mm -hmm. is that it's overstimulating to a child's body and system and you like it's so you don't know what to do with that stimulation Um, cause it is exciting on the one hand, like you see naked photos or sex and you're like, this is exciting, but it's too much for you. Right. So it does create a kind of trauma, like kind of a warping. Interesting. Yeah. It's just overstimulation. That's and, probably why my mom thought I was gay. You know, uh, she asked me if I was gay. I wasn't looking at any kind of porn or anything, I th- but she was like, why would she assume you were she's gay? psychic? Duh. <laughs> She was getting my psychic uh, vibes. Have you looked at Playboy? You're probably gay. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I remember loving those women, too, in Playboy. and um, They were beautiful. Perfect. Perfect yeah. specimens. And in the 70s, they were, like, real. Yeah. Very real. I mean, not that they're not real now, yeah. but they looked different not real in the 70s. Well, they're totally different. It's a totally yeah. different. Like, those women, You that was what my mom looked like, because I'd seen her naked. Yeah, That's God she knows we like both did, yeah. With a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super did possible. she have big tits like mine? Yeah. 
and they would swing because yeah. that's what mom tits they swing yeah. every moment i know yeah yeah because i remember loving them and i loved the cartoons of playboy Me i remember too because that's for you know that's the appeal you're like oh and, and like finding the bunny was so fun for me like yeah, after you figured out thing. that neat yeah. trick you're like oh where's the bunny on the cover <laughs> where the slut is yeah right. it's kind of neat um <clears throat> and then once i could read figuring out what the centerfold was was kind of bizarre and now looking back you're like those girls were like 19. yeah which is cr like you're a teenager you're just yeah. a baby it's almost my daughter yeah she's 15. That's but close. man i can't right. even believe they're that old i can't believe they're that old either i really can't i can't believe <sighs> georgia will be driving next no summer. yeah it's insane i hate it so you're i love this that you're a varsity mom and you've also got two girls i have two i have two small boys three and one and you've got teenage girls yeah. that are 15 and 13 thir <sighs> i'm in the thick of it you're man. in the second dark forest i am in the second <laughs> fucking dark forest so yeah what happens Let's talk about it at this time okay so i read this great book called untangled mm -hmm. i can't remember the author's name but it's untangled and she was a psychologist or still probably is at an all-girls school mm. and she did a deep dive on what's going on in their brain in the teenage years it is it's the same as the toddler years mm. so whatever happened for your kid as a toddler behaviorally mm -hmm. is probably going to repeat oh, as oh a teenager so like Great. isla hit everybody and everything and was very volatile and so we're getting into this if something doesn't go her way rah! and i'm like yep i recognize this kid i had you as a toddler but i didn't really know that so reading the book kind of helped me the kind of like troubleshoot ahead so this book is called untangled but yeah. it's about raising teenage girls, girls specifically yeah. so sorry those of us, boys well we'll i'm sure i'll read something down the line so this is for you guys listening that have teenage girls yeah and what about the influence of social media because i feel like you i mean that's got to be such the thing that's warping little girl i mean you and i grew up in an era thankfully of anonymity where you right. can make mistakes yeah and nobody really knew and right you didn't you didn't know what other kids were doing on the weekend. You no. didn't know the stuff you weren't being invited to. And now you know who's having more fun than you yeah. and who's cuter than you and who's got perfect skin. So what's that all about? Well, I have a couple things to say about that. Um, one is we, we've talked to the girls about social media and about how what people present isn't necessarily real oh, or isn't how they really feel. So you kind of have to take it as entertainment as opposed to like fact. Now the being left out of a party and stuff oh. like that, that doesn't seem to bother my kids. Oh, that's cool. So uh, we're, we got to pass on that one a little bit. We talked about it briefly, but they're like, I don't really give a shit. I'd rather stay home with my dog. So we're, they're, maybe <laughs> they're just not there yet. How do I raise kids like that? I don't know. What did you do? I have a lot of animals. Maybe that helps. That's the key. Maybe. But um, we also, I also said to them, I guess it was a girl in the community that we live in that sent um, naked pictures of herself to a boy who then shared it to 18 other oh, boys. Oh, no. And she was only 12. Oh, no. And you just breaks my heart that this yeah. little girl doesn't feel like she has any power more than that, you know? But it was a great teaching moment for us to go, this happened with this young lady, um, when we were young, if I wanted to give dad a naked picture, I had to find a camera, yeah. make sure it had film, yeah. take or, the picture. Or a Polaroid, which was very expensive back in the day. 
Well, that doesn't go for my, my point. Was, oh, oh, sorry. Like, find the sorry, camera. Sorry, find the camera. Yes, make sure yes. it has film. Take yeah. the picture. Yeah. Take the film to the photo oh, mat. Yeah. Wait a week. Yeah. Get the pictures. Put it in an envelope and hand deliver yeah. it. That, I mean, you had so much time to go, maybe, maybe that's not that's, a great idea. That's a really good point. And they don't have that time. It's so mm. click, send, over. And then mm. the, you can't take it back. I mean, even if you take it back, you can't really take it back. It's out there. It's in the internet. It can be found. So we explained that to them. We were like, you need anything you post. If you think it's a joke, if you think it's, 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 um, it's risky, just give yourself like 15 minutes. Go to the bathroom, take a dump, mm -hmm. and then come back and go, is this a good idea? Mm -hmm. Because if you send it, you don't have enough time to say, maybe that wasn't a good idea. You know what there should be, and someone should do this, is um, an app for teenagers or something you could put on the phone that it's a delay of at least a minute like you hit send on a text and i'd you, say an hour an hour yeah and you get an, an hour, hour to rescind it so it doesn't actually send it that's for like brilliant. an hour hello million that's dollar brilliant freaking idea you're welcome it's a great idea yeah because um, i don't think they understand consequence no um, the well, way the teenagers that, yeah, that, well i didn't understand consequence but i know 40. i wouldn't have fucking yeah. spent 40 hours getting one <laughs> picture developed for my boobs you know i would never have done that it was too much time and the humiliation of getting oh. the photo from the photoshop well you <laughs> right. know you know the whole right? staff saw you and right. your boyfriend naked or whatever the yeah. nasty shit you oh yeah my God. would be terrible so and the negatives you used to have the negatives remember? yeah you give me the, the negatives, negatives. yeah like anyone's gonna do anything burn them yeah. <laughs> dip them acid anything get rid of the negative <laughs> the negatives but yeah oh, social media the hardest thing for me with them is that i feel like too much of it diminishes other parts of their life like their yes. focus their their want to hang out with other people or to connect with people you know we used to play board games all the time and now i have to drag them off their device to get mm. them to play something they actually enjoy like we'll be five minutes into it and they're having a blast it's almost like a drug. It is a drug, And yeah. so we have this thing called Cyber Free Sunday. Mm, or Sunday, that. we there's no you cannot have a device. Mm -hmm. The only reason you can have it is if you have homework because I, George's entire curriculum is on her computer. Mm. So you can, she can use her school issued computer, which is monitored by the school. So if she's doing anything like TikToky, mm -hmm. they know, and she's not supposed to do that on that device. But no Cyber Free Sunday. There's no device used for me too. I'm off of it too. Fantastic. So unless there's some emergency, you know, like if dad if dad is in Pittsburgh and has something urgent and he's texting me about, that's different. But yeah. But I, that's one. It's amazing by about noon on Sunday how different they feel. Like of their course. energy is totally different. It's not frenetic. It's really grounded, and I think it just lets their brain rest. Yeah. Yeah, I agree because uh, it does speed up how you do things. It does. Um, who was it? Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and yeah. he said that we are cyborgs already because mm. this. What is this? It's a miniature. It's a tiny computer, it's a brain. and we're cyborgs already. And I thought, gosh, that's so. You know, you walk, you see people crossing the street, and they're doing this crossing totally. the street instead of looking at I don't know cars that can kill them. Uh, right. Yeah, it's it's really scary. It is crazy. Yeah, and it works at a pace that your brain is not accustomed to moving. I agree. I think it makes you think very fragmented. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I've realized that I can't spell as well as I used to because I don't read don't as much to. and I don't have to. It yeah. auto-corrects or I can write PLS instead of please. Right. And um, 
I feel myself getting dumber, but that could just be because I have two small children. It's two children. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's mostly it. It's mostly that. It's, it's mama brain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, now back to the show. So let's talk about the next phase. Since you're varsity mom, you've got two teenage girls. What what can my listeners look forward to in the teen years? What happens? What can they look forward to? Well, I mean, it's not all rotten. Here's the thing. I, I don't want people to think the show is like, meh, be, being a mom sucks. It doesn't all suck, obviously. Okay, I have something good. good. I have some good. Okay, go. Okay, we traveled this summer. We went to Bali in Australia, Ugh. and it was a completely different trip. Now, I know I have some friends whose teenage whose teenagers don't want to spend time with their parents in any capacity. Mm. I don't have that. I, I don't know Amazing. why, but I'm really lucky. Ugh. And I kept saying to Bert, I am enjoying their company so much. Mm. And we can do stuff like saying that like the set we like the same stuff now. Whereas before we'd go to a park and you know, it's, that's for my kids and I had fun. But it's different when we can all have a shared experience on like a more adult level, mm-hmm. you know, where we can all parasail or we can all jump off a rock into the ocean because we're all old enough. That's been really cool. And it's been really cool too to, to, to give them independence. You know, teenagers have this uh, struggle going on where they really want to be autonomous mm-hmm. and they know that they can't. They can't drive. So if they want to go to the mall, they have to ask me to go, but they don't want to ask me. They just want to go. So that's the way their toddler brain is exactly the same. I want to do what I want to do. Why can't I have a cookie at 9 a.m.? Right. Give me the fucking cookie. Yes. Yeah. But I can't actually put my pants on without you. You Right. Right. It's the same thing as a teenager. So there's this great book called I Hate You, I Hate You. Now will you take me and Cheryl to the mall? (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly what it's like. I, I hate you. It. No, you take me to the mall because I can't get there without you. Sure. So to, to kind of see where they can take over parts of their lives and succeed has been really rewarding to go, oh, Georgia started making her lunch, which sounds like she's pretty old to start making her lunch, but she gets up so early to get catch the bus that I've been doing it so that she could sleep more. But she decided this year, nope. I want to make my own lunch and she's made it every day and it's given her so much confidence. I've also done this thing where they're in charge of one dinner a week. Oh, that's fantastic. They cook the dinner and I'll teach them because they need to learn how to cook. My theory is once they get to teenagers is your job as a parent is no longer to, as much to help them regulate their emotions. They need to figure that out on their own with backup from you. But you've given them all the tools by this point that they should just maybe need a little backup from you, not parenting and that kind of stuff. And they're already doing homework by themselves and they're already doing that kind of stuff. So I was like, we need to start talking about money mm. and we need to start talking about 
adult responsibilities that I won't be helping you with in college. You'll be doing your own laundry. Mm -hmm. You'll be making your own meals. How do we figure out how to cook an actual meal and not a microwave pizza? I love this. You know, so that's been my focus. Well, and especially because there are so many men that I dated uh, in their, when when they were in their twenties who'd never done laundry before, who could not cook a meal. And it's because they're, yeah, right, right, right. Tom's a girl, Tom's a girl. And, um, And I, and I was like, well, why didn't your mommy teach you? Yeah. I taught my three-year-old. They both, my well, my one-year-old's now learning which buttons to push to start the damn laundry machine yeah. and the dishwasher. Have your boys, have your girls help you totally. from one. Yeah. Ellis has been cooking with me since he was one. Same with Julian. Like, teach them yeah. the skills. And then when they're teenagers, they won't be completely, you know, yeah. lost on their own. Yeah. And money is very, a big discussion too. I feel like... Um, one thing I've noticed that in um, rich people's lives, they talk to their children about money and I educate think so, them. Yes, yeah. you are right. Yeah, and we, you and I had to learn the hard way. Hard way. Yeah, <laughs> how yeah. to do hard way. Yes, that rich people. Uh, that that's how they pass on the tools to make money. Right. They teach their sons, their daughters about it. They do very early. Yeah. I started doing this thing where I gave my kids allowance. They get twenty bucks a week. And that 20 bucks a week, I give them a 10, a 5, and five ones, which is a fucking pain in the ass to come up with two sets of that every goddamn week. You're super mom, dude. But I said, when you get a paycheck, here's your $20 paycheck for being in our family. Um, 10% of that goes to savings. 10% of that goes to charity. Mm. And the 80% of it, you do what you want with it. You can save it and buy a a new jacket. You can take yourself to the movies with your friends. If we go to the movies as a family, the family pays for that. If you go to the movies with your friends, you pay for that. The charity is also a a tax write-off, which is a good (laughs) trick that rich people do. (laughs) Right, So that's why you teach them, right? Well, yeah. Well, you should tithe. I believe in tithing. Screw the government. I believe that that (laughs) energy begets more back to you. And I think that rich people believe that also is that mm, you don't maybe. think so i think it's an I excellent do. tax uh, write-off charity it is an excellent tax write-off yeah, that's what we do i'm I, just kidding no no you're right, you're right. Yeah. no because when you have so much you should give back you it's, it's give like back. a normal nice totally. thing to do. so an allowance that's a good thing um let's talk about this i've uh, i got this great email from this dad and i've been thinking about him so much i got this email and i was like gosh uh, anyway I'm, I'm just I'm just happy he wrote in. Christine, I hope you can help me out with some major anxiety, he Uh-oh. writes. I'm a single dad uh, raising a beautiful daughter. She's four years old. Mm. It's that time. This little lady is doing a lot of things on her own. And I'm wondering how I should go about teaching her all the intricate details with female hygiene. I have been going about it in a very textbook way, very robotic, scientific words, vagina, I don't know why I started this. When she started trying to wipe after the bathroom, my nerves took over and I became this robot instructing this little girl. I'm a bit embarrassed that I'm nervous about this. Is this okay? Should I take a more nurturing approach? Juan, what do you think? You've got girls, Leanne. I think he's awesome. Yeah, that he's too. even that aware. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously. 100%. What a sweet 100%. guy. I don't think my dad had any. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Talk about the shoo, shoo. My dad did. I don't even think he, my dad knows I have a vagina. Uh, he's completely oblivious to that. I got my period at my dad's house. Ooh. And I was like, I didn't even say a word. I was like, I'm just going to go hide this. Like, I hid it and I yeah. asked to go home to my mom. And then my mom was like, yeah. show me your period. I'm like, no. <laughs> Prove it. Prove yeah, it. Fuck you. Look at your own period. I said, no, bitch. No. It was so nasty. I'm like, 
you have to prove it yeah that's terrible i know i was like ugh. how um, weird yeah. well i know i have a dad in my house with two girls right bert mm-hmm. bert's always been really aware of the line as being a male raising two girls you know he used to get in the shower with them and bathe in a speedo right. so he's like i'm not gonna get naked in the shower with my girl that's just Smart. not okay so he's been really good about um about stuff like that just being aware that and I think this fella is very aware that he doesn't want the daughter to feel there's anything going on here except parenting, mm-hmm. which is, mm, which is, I see you what know, you're saying. I didn't even pick up on that. Uh, no, I, I didn't this, pick up on that from him, but I think guys are afraid. Right. That they feel like I'm being molesty. Correct. But, but that's, you know, you're her dad. So there's got to be some allowance for you to say things. And maybe scientific is a bit strong, maybe a little more nurturing, but to just be honest really about it this mm-hmm. is how a woman's body works and i think maybe if he doesn't have a female in his life they could talk to it might be good to find one yeah. you know a lady at church a, a social worker at school or a teacher or someone a girl scout troop leader or someone because there may be a certain point where she's not comfortable talking to him about it i know my kids at this point are not comfortable with dad even knowing they're on their period of course but Before, Isla was naked all day, every day, you Mm -hmm. know, vagina hanging out everywhere. And Mm -hmm. she was totally comfortable. So there's a certain point where I don't think there's anything wrong with a little girl feeling modest with her dad, you know, about stuff. But at four. Four, you're not modest. No. He sounds like he's doing a a pretty good job. I think he's doing a great job. And I also think just for any single dads or anybody listening that has a little girl let's go through maybe some of the basics right like yeah. there's three holes down there everybody yeah, some three. people don't know there's a urethra that's where you pee out of that's the vagina where the babies come out of and penises go into and then there's the anus look at them laughing in the booth <laughs> penises and then the anus where poo poo comes out yes so rule number one of girl hygiene is you have to wipe front to back now leanne and i had cool moms that taught us the opposite i don't know if my mom taught me how to wipe at all i think i just figured it out like oh you did i don't remember her teaching me that my mom taught me the incorrect way to wipe she goes you have to do it you go like this you put the paper there and then you wipe up and i wiped up until I was um, a teenager and my friends were like, what are you doing? Like I peed in front of my girlfriend. She's right. like, that's not right, dude. That's not how you Because you're going to get yep. poo-poo in, in your, your vagine and then you're yeah. going to get an infection. Yeah, I, I, that happened to me. Yeah. Uh, that's how I figured it out is that I was wiping <laughs> back to front and yeah. I got honeymooners cystitis was the term yeah, the UTI. doctor told me. It was a UTI, yeah. Um, and it was because you, It's. I mean, there's a lot of bacteria in your poop yeah so if you're wiping it into an open orifice yeah that's not good Mm -mm. you have to wipe it front to back right better to get urine and whatever stuff is in your vagina on your b-hole yeah because who cares if it's on your butthole yeah Yeah. um that's so funny the other day ellis goes he he was sitting down he's eating he's three and a half and he goes my butt hurts my butt hurts and i go is it your butt cheek or your butthole and he's like (laughs) My butt. And that, so I was like, let's take off your diaper. Right. Because he had had like a real gnarly diarrhea. Ooh. And I think it gave him ring sting. Aww. And I was like, nobody, it's your butthole. Because it was really red. And I made sure to teach him. And I go, 
just say it go my butthole hurts <laughs> 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 so when tom came home yesterday off the road i'm like ellis tell your dad what happened he's like my butthole hurt <laughs> and he's like babe you can't teach him that i'm like why not that's what that is i'd rather him learn the <laughs> butthole's not dirty no, it's no. anus but he's not probably not no anus no but he should they should know the word so anyway so there's that um there's three holes wipe front to back at what age do you tell girls about period i i learned um around third grade which I don't, I don't i remember i got armpit hair and i think it was around that time my mother right, right. started to tell me like okay puberty starting right. you're gonna get hair on your vagina too mm-hmm. hair's what, a really good me. indicator that your hormones are changing so if you see any hair anywhere like in the armpit or even around the vagina then that's a that's a sign you probably should have the talk pretty soon now american girl doll <laughs> has an amazing book called The Care and Keeping of You. Mm. This dad may want to invest in this book. She's a little young. The Care and Keeping of You. The Care and Keeping of You. There's two versions. There's a younger girl version for girls like age 9 to 11. Mm-hmm. And then there's an older girl version. And they it really deals with everything from personal hygiene to menstruation to... Um, friend drama which happens around this hormonal kick in time it that really but i read that book aloud (laughs) to both of my girls because one of my girls was very modest Mm -hmm. and the other one was very like what do you mean you stick a tampon in your vagina what is that (laughs) supposed to mean and so she and she was the younger daughter so she kind of asked questions the older daughter was feeling too uncomfortable to ask gotcha so we made it like a mommy daughter kind of discussion it was a very helpful book i love that but um i forgot what you asked me because the answer was in that book so when to talk about your period yeah that about you're right around that time around puberty and also there's i find that there's a general male aversion to even wanting to know about the female reproductive system and the words like every time i talk to a male comic and they're like my wife's pregnant. I'm like, how's it going? Well, there's a thing, and they said that the, the part of the, I don't know, it's all fucked up. Like, they don't know the words <laughs> right. for, like, any parts. No, they don't. I'm like, why Why is there just a, either an aversion or just an unwillingness to, it's not that freaking complicated, guys. It's the patriarchy. It is it's fucking patriarchy. It's the patriarchy. It's so silly. It's like fucking patriarchs. Anyways. Um, also, oh, I wanted to say to the single dad, I think a lot of men assume that when little girls get their periods that they use tampons right away. No, it's no, It's not no, always no. the case, yeah. No, not at all. Um, my kids don't, my, my kids probably will not appreciate that I'm talking about this, but. <laughs> Menstrual cups and they drink, the, you have to drink no, the blood no, no, to no. be strong. No. That's another thing men don't realize is that we you take the menstrual cup and then you ingest the blood and it makes us stronger and smarter and that's how we're going to take over the patriarchy oh my kids give themselves facials with it yeah it's good for them you didn't know that complexion okay. totally no um <clears throat> they both they had a hard time with tampons and you know of course it's fucking terrifying yeah it's terrifying for them uh isla was much easier than georgia about it georgia was like a no that's how and i was and i'm what? like well then you can't swim and that's uh, totally fine it was all focused around swimming. Of course. It wasn't focused around day-to-day usage. It was all about swimming. So there are, <laughs> there are videos online that you can watch with your daughter about uh, putting a tampon in for the first time that are helpful. It makes it less about me saying to her, hey, this is how you insert something into your vagina. It was mm-hmm. more about like everybody does this. Mm-hmm. Most women wear tampons at some point 
and again normalizing it because Normal. every single woman has a period mm -hmm. so it's not this big taboo thing i mean the period party that isla threw for herself i love that was so empowering because you go it's gonna happen at some point so why not celebrate it you, you have it. a choice you can either make it like doomsday <laughs> or you can make it that's amazing. You've hit a milestone in your life, and that's really amazing. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Native, but the Jews, that's what the bat mitzvah and the bar mitzvah is all about, right? You're, the bar mitzvah is when the boy starts masturbating, and he <laughs> invites his entire family around the chopa, and you guys all watch him masturbate to completion. And then the bat mitzvah is she shows the blood to everybody, and you guys dance the hora. Is that right? Yep, that's exactly how we do it. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. But culturally, there's a celebration of, of coming into womanhood and masculine. It's, it's normal. And it's completely normal. And I think, too, I think a lot of men are, oh, not men, are parents maybe afraid of sexualizing the discussion. Absolutely. Right. You're afraid yeah. of like, ooh, the tampon goes in the vagina. But if you take out the sex, when you're like, hey, it, this is not sexy. Like, this is just biology. Yeah. It's again, like saying you put a tampon in your elbow. It's yeah, the same. It's, it's the not same. It's sexual. not And to, to make it practical, I'm such a practical brain that I, I talk to my kids about their period in preparation for if it happened at school. Oh my so God. My whole Nightmare. thing was Ugh. we're going to make a bag Nightmare. for you to put in your backpack. Smart. That will have um, feminine wipes, a maxi pad, and a new pair of panties. And um, we're going to learn how to, like, we're, I talked to them about how to put a pad on their panties, what to say to the teacher and uh, how to handle it. And a Ziploc bag to put dirty underwear I in. I love this. Which I told them to throw it out. But if they didn't feel comfortable putting it in the well, garbage. some bitch could find it. Exactly. Uh, and so like, put it in a uh, Ziploc bag, put it back in that bag, yeah. in their cosmetic bag. Smart. And then, and then it's all kind of private. It doesn't need to be a secret. Because mm -hmm. secret implies something's wrong, I think. I agree, yeah. But privacy is very healthy. And to say, this is a private matter. Mm -hmm. And you can say to your teacher... I'm having a private matter and I need to go to the restroom. That's a very good tactic and a very good sentence. I'm having a private matter and I need to go to the restroom. Yeah. And, and any and sane adult will know what yeah. that's code for. If a teacher doesn't get it and they have a fifth grader, they <laughs> shouldn't be teaching fucking fifth grade. <laughs> that was my theory. I was like, yeah. any teacher you have, if you say that, and you could even throw in a wink, wink. Yeah. They'll get it. Yeah. So go take care of yourself. They would never say no. And then no one needs to know. Yeah. So I talked to them about their period as a troubleshoot for that. I love that. And then both girls got their period at home. So Fantastic. I was lucky, but that was kind of my, my entree. Like mm -hmm. we're going to talk about something that could possibly happen and let's, let's like relieve all anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, and they already talked about in school what it means when you get your period, that it, now you're like a reproductive animal you know, that mm -hmm. you're now fertile. And that's all that is, is it's not this, like, it just means that now you can, you can bear children. Totally. So, hey, different, like, stage of life. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. It's a different hormonal place in your body. And also, too, so, yeah, most people don't use tampons straight away. This is for anybody listening that's raising girls um, and doesn't know this. Usually maxi pads until you're sexually active, and maybe, or until you're comfortable with putting a tampon it's a comfort thing. vagina, would you say? A comfort thing? I do. I know, I know one of my daughter's friends is very heavy. She has a very mm. heavy flow. Mm. So a pad was disastrous oh, for her. Oh, too bad. So she has to wear a tampon with a pad oh, for it to be manageable. Brutal. Like she can't make it through 
you know, a class and a half without the tampon. She's really... She's a bleeder. She should go to the doctor. It could be... Her mother's the same. Same oh, exact so it's thing. genetic. So it's genetic. So Oof, uh, maybe her, get on the pill. That'll something. I don't know. Uh, her mother is better on the pill, but but yeah. So there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's about your comfort level, really. Not even about <laughs> developmentally. Remember, because um, back when we were growing up, it was the secret. It was a yeah. secret. It was shameful. Totally. And I remember, like, you knew which girls got it, got their periods. It was like seventh grade, sixth grade. Yeah. And I remember there was a girl who was having sex with her boyfriend. Oh my God. <laughs> and he carried her tampons around for her. Oh and my I was God. like, what? That's insane. That is so great. You're such a slut. And she was, we were like 13 or 14. So she, yeah, I mean, that was kind of early to be sexually active in my opinion. But I remember she was like, can I have one? And then he like took it out of his pocket for oh her. Oh my God. And I was like, what is Are they hap- married now? I hope so. They I better they be. They should be, right? <laughs> I used to have boys used to ask me for pens and I used to pull a tampon out on purpose and go, here you go. <laughs> Asshole. Don't ask me for a pen again. <laughs> Stupid. What do you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, wait, hold on. What's I going to say to you? Tampons versus pad. Here's another thing. Yeah. Heads up for yes, teenage girls. Yes. Go ahead. The bra thing oh, the is very fucking, sensitive. I hate the bra that thing. That is such a sensitive topic for both of my children who could not be more drastically different in personality. They both have had a very hard time dealing with bras. Like Isla doesn't even want me to know she wears a bra when, by the way, I'm the one that buys the fucking bra. She doesn't want me to know what the bra looks like or have any knowledge of said bra and i'm like how are you but she won't go to the store to buy a bra it's a nightmare wait a minute okay then maybe you could do like an online company where they'll just deliver it yes i would do that yes that would be great i mean you can do that with target or anything like that oh yeah well come on but for like georgia's georgia's in a legit bra like she's like legit she's got titties yeah it's crazy it's insane how does georgia have boobies already oh my god it's crazy um so i took her to victoria's secret to have her measured yes and that was the most embarrassing thing i think she's ever done in her life yeah but i was like i can't just start buying you random bra sizes we have to figure it out i I haven't really figured out how to normalize that the period was easier right for my kids than the bra well the bra is different because i remember having like trauma around wearing a bra as well oh yeah oh my because my i have huge cans my yeah. every woman in my family has huge cans yeah so i was waiting for these enormous tits <laughs> to grow on my chest and they freaking did like <laughs> i hit i was like a c cup by seventh grade eighth yeah, grade yeah, i was yeah. already i had huge That's cans big and I didn't want my dad to see because he was hypersexual. And right. I didn't want my mom to see because she was hypersexual. So there was no safe person for me to turn right. to when it came time for training bras. And of course, my mother would like, okay, let's go get you measured. And then she would take me to like Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. But then she would mock, she would make the woman measure me in front on the floor. So like everybody could oh, see. Oh, that's not good. No. And then she'd go, ha she needs to be measured for her mosquito bites. She has to eat the mosquito bites. <laughs> Like, you bitch. Like, on top of... Right? Yeah, like, don't, 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 you know, make fun of them for... It's not my fault. But she was demeaning you in public. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the embarrassment. And then the shame of, like, what if my bra strap was showing? Yeah. What if someone could see the bra back against my shirt? So what I would do, which is, like, some boys don't cry shit, is I would, like, wear a tank top under 
a t-shirt so it'll be like yeah. 90 degrees in la yeah. and i'm like i got my training bra on but i don't want anybody to see it right. so i'll put a tank top over it and then i'm gonna wear another shirt over that and then there was a year where i wore a bathing suit instead of telling my mom i needed a training bra and wow. i would just wear like a bathing suit Isn't under my crazy? clothes because i was so mortified to tell them that i needed a bra wow yeah trauma and, and now i'm like i don't give a rip but no but i get it it's horrible i think it's symbolic for them like no one can yeah. see the period yes but you can see the boobs i mean yes. the minute isla got buds she went into an extra large men's hoodie yeah daily and has never looked back dress her like Billie eilish it's actually cool now to I know, look right? dumpy and dikey it's a good thing right right well it's, she's got that going on yeah <laughs> got that hoodie man she's so cute She's just got the cutest little figure. And no. I'm like, I wish I could see it. Because she's wearing the equivalent of a tent. Yeah. You know, so no one will see. Same thing. The boobs. It's, the but boobs. the cuter the bod, the hotter the bod as a teenager, the dumpier. That's how I was. I had a smoking bod when I was 15, 16. Yeah. Nobody would know. Covered it. Because the attention I would get when I would dress like a girl was mm -hmm. overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Guys on the street would whistle at me when I was 13. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm not a woman. Like, yeah. leave me alone. So I just covered it up. Yeah, it's a lot to deal with, I think, becoming a woman. I think uh, I, boys have a lot to deal with, too, I think. But it's less out there. Oh, you know? my white privilege. The yeah. world bows down to everything I want. <laughs> right, Nadav? Oh. He's got that Jewish handicap. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not white. You're not Christina. a fully white, yeah. No, no, you're right. Boys have different... Um, boys aren't supposed to cry or have feelings, which is crazy yeah, like it? so we're supposed to raise them like serial killers no, that, that's, i don't like that either. it's bananas but anyway okay let's get back to the show and what we're talking about girls are hard to raise what we're saying before that i had a question bras. for you. bras titties um single dad yeah girls hard to raise terrible psychotic psychotic so you're also on the verge of becoming an empty nester then. yeah you've got how many years left four years for Georgia, we have two more years of high school. We just mm. started sophomore year, so really two and a half. That's crazy. Isn't it crazy? I oh, can't believe I it. I hate it. And um, I was in eighth grade. So I guess we have a good five years left before they potentially go to college. We'll see if they actually go to college. I think Georgia will, but all bets are off for Isla. We don't know. Hey, man. But um, the world is a different place now. It's not it like She it doesn't need to go cares. to college necessarily, yeah. but... Um, yeah, this is something that Bert is having a harder time with than I am. He's really seeing that something is really ending. Mm. And I think the healthiest way to look at it is that something is transitioning, right? Because now they're going to be an adult, so you have to have a different relationship with them. You have to let go of a lot of your expectations and feelings about how they behave, your choices they make that for their own health and well-being. But... I'm kind of, I'm, I'm sad too about it. I love mm -hmm. my kids and I love being a mom and I've really enjoyed this whole ride. So it's going to be a sad transition, but I mean, I, relationship's not over. It's no. just totally different. It's so, going to be great. You, you can yeah. finally huh. talk to them as people. Yeah. I mean, not fully. Dr. Laura would say it's child abuse to ever resolve, uh, ever relinquish your identity as a mom. You know what I'm saying? I like, would agree know, with that. I would agree with that too. Yeah. I don't want to know anything personal about no. my parents. You know what's interesting is that I think I'm finally turning a quarter with my two boys as well because uh, Julian's 14 months and Ellis is three and a half and they're playing together now <laughs> and they're yes. hugging and they're and now they're like two little dudes yeah. and I see the end like I see the teens and I see 
and I'm sad already. I'm sad that yeah. I only have X amount of Christmases. I'm yeah. sad that I only have, Julian's only going to be in this phase. This is it. And then I'm not yeah. going to have another baby. Yeah. And I'm really, in, I'm really digging them. I'm really enjoying this time. Yeah. It's getting fun. It's getting really fun. Four is like around the corner and it looks fucking magical. And anyways. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, so, uh, so it's going to be you and Bert. I know. What the heck? What are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? Um, I have to say, you know, I, he's, his tour started this past weekend. And he always <laughs> likes me to go the first week of the tour because I'm his whoopee. Mm-hmm. And I also set up the tour bus, like housekeeping set it up, you know, with good. Like, food and plates such and a whatever. Lady. So I'm on the tour bus and I was like, well, this is just what I'll do. I'll just yeah. go on the tour bus with him if he's still touring when he's six years he from now. He will. He's gonna. He's like Ozzy Osbourne, where he's like, "I'm retiring," and then he'll yeah. he and Sharon. You're like you're like Ozzy and Sharon. I, well, I say that all the time. Really? Yeah. I, I keep saying hey. I'm gonna be more famous than you one day. You are. I'm the Sharon Osbourne We're, of this relationship. Hey, girl. But um, no. We're working on it. I think I'll probably transition into that because I actually, you know, <laughs> find this hard to believe. I actually genuinely enjoy my husband. No, I'm, most of, of the time you do. There's you you've married him for so long, and yeah. Listen, as much as we joke about Bert Kreischer, he is yeah. a lovely human being. He is. He's he, a great guy. He's a sweetheart, and he's yeah. fun to be around. And, and we have a blast. He's so lovable. Yeah, we have fantastic. so much fun. And I'm so busy. I like to work, and so when we're on the bus, I like I sold merch every day because I'm like I'm not. What am I going to sit in the bus and read a magazine? No, oh, I'm going to get out and help with this family business that we have. And it, that it is. So. Yes. I think I'll just do that. I'll just transition into helping him. I've always wanted to write a book. Maybe I'll write a book. Absolutely. You know? I don't know. You know, we'll moms see. are really the center of the universe, of the uh-huh. home universe. And it's um, it's a huge power and it's a huge responsibility. Yeah. And if I think mom really is the, the sun and everyone else. Is that how the solar system works, right? The yeah, sun yeah. is, yeah. That's it. Uh, heliocentric, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and without us being happy and doing our That's thing, right. everything else falls to crap. That's right. And if mom yeah. falls apart, everything, not even if we're unha- unhappy, but if you, if I think if a mom is not on top of her game, yeah. the kids are off balance. It's a, you know? It is the truth, man. Even me yeah. being a little sicky right now, like yeah. I, can, I, I couldn't go down in the morning and uh-huh. I, you know, you, I hear the kids acting up. Where's mine? You know what I mean? Yeah. It affects the balance of the whole ecosystem. It does. Fascinating. It's a very empowering feeling as a woman if you embrace it. A hundred percent. You know? And I think we should embrace it yeah. and stop um, and, and, and take the role and be freaking proud of yeah. it and, and take it for, yeah, put power to it. Is it what is I'm empowering. Saying. It's yeah. empowering to know. Is impo- it makes me feel so proud when someone... Uh, spends time with my kids and says, you have the most normal, well-balanced, good kids. And I go, then I've done my job. That's all, that's all I want. I don't need them to be beautiful or talented or the best softball player. I don't give a shit about that. I want them to be good people. And Mm -hmm. if I, if they're good people, then I've done my job. And that's something that I could be really proud of Mm. more so than you know, even my podcast or anything like that. I'm, hmm. I'm really proud of See, my I'm, marriage and my kids. I'm the opposite. I think I'm going to raise my... <laughs> my sons are killers. I'm teaching them to be self-centered, narcissistic. They're making their own shank at home now. <laughs> Just stab, stab. CEOs. I want them to be sociopaths. Yes, no. Ah, no. Um, I agree, yeah. I think it's really a, a good person. And also to... You know, finding happiness is such a ubiquitous term. It's such a horseshit Oprah thing. 
but there's some validity to it. And it's actually the courage to find your happiness, the courage to go, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. It's not going to be for me. This is my life. I'm going to live this life the way I'm going to do it. Well, the base of that is having the courage to know and love yourself exactly as you are. And to accept yourself. Yes. Yeah. Warts and all. That's half. That, man, but that shit didn't happen for me until oh, are you 36, kidding? 38. Yeah. <laughs> now, neither. 40. Yeah. Yeah, no. Absolutely. <sighs> That's the gift. If you can give the gift of your kids to your kids of being curious about who they are and wanting the yeah. answer to that so that you can bob and weave accordingly <sighs> in your life. It is really hard and they're never going to get it as a teenager. But if you, I think if you plant the seed and say, you know, it's about what you need and what you want. Obviously, you still have to wait tables to get shit done and do shit jobs Hell like yeah, that. Dude. But the core, the value system of who they are, if you can get them to start paying attention to that really early, I think in the, they'll learn it quicker when they become an adult. Your 20s is a shit show for everybody. Nobody yeah. knows who they are, what they want to do. Everybody's broke. But if you can be on that quest to be your best self and to really understand who that is, I think, it just makes the rest of life so much easier. It does. And I think to unlearn a lot of bullshit you're going to learn in school. I, like, I'm not teaching my kids to be totally antisocial. Yeah. But the, but I do think it's important to use your own common logic, your own common yeah. sense, and just be a, an independent thinker. Absolutely. And not take any shit from people and totally. institutions. And stick it to the man. Stick it to the man. Build your own weapons. Okay. Um Let's talk about one last to, topic or two. <laughs> this one is so fucking weird, Leanne. I've been getting so many emails from people who their mom fail is like, my, my baby was asleep in the room and we started to have sex and the sloshing noises woke up our child and ruined my orgasm. And you're like, wait a minute, there's so much wrong with this. Like, how do you feel about having intercourse with your children in the same room? Even if, okay, let's say, in all fairness, they're sleeping. They're asleep. Well, how old is this kid? Like, three months old? Okay, they don't know what's going on. Are they 14? No, you know, How no. old is this kid? They're not 14. Let's say, like, infancy to, like, five. Oh, nah. I'm not having sex <laughs> with my kid at fucking five years old. No. They no. know what's up. By the time they're three, yes. they know what's oh, up. Oh, they know what's up at two. I know. I, they might even know at one. I wouldn't do that. Six months would probably be my cutoff. Yeah. yeah. Six months, yeah. Six months, you can listen to anything on the radio. You can uh, do any, yeah, naked. Yeah. By one, their awareness is definitely there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, sex, like you said, you know, it's got to be a separation of church and state a little bit. Like, right? Yeah, 100%. Where, where you sleep and where you fuck is the same for you, but not for your kid. No. It shouldn't be the same. I don't, I don't agree with that. So, uh, <laughs> well, hardcore I, don't agree hardcore, with that. Hardcore, no. And, and the, a hard pass. And Dr. Yeah. Dr. Drew is here. And um, he's like, Christina, I don't think you understand how strong it, the, the strength. I can't talk today. The will is for men to have sex. He's like, what this shows is basically that men want to bone all the time. They well, yeah. don't care. Yeah. And like, and I was thinking it's so true. Like, have you seen those videos of sea lions in the wild? Mm -hmm. The male sea lion will waddle over his own young and kill 
in his own infant sea lions just to get to the woman to have sex. Like that's how strong the desire <laughs> is for men to. So are you saying Bert's a male sea lion? A hundred percent. So is this emailer or caller or whoever yeah, this person was? Who is it? Yeah, they all are. It's all men being like, and then I couldn't come because my stupid baby started crying. I think that person may have a slight problem with their priorities. And all due respect to men having to have sex, there is some maturity to going, I'm going to get it. Yeah. It may not be right this minute, but it's going to happen. Like the kid can't, can't. Why is the kid sleeping in your room? Well, that's problem number one. Could be just circumstance, like they live in a small apartment. Yeah. And also, I would say there's workarounds. Um, have the baby nap in their own crib, sleep in their own crib, away from you, yeah. and then you guys can f at night. I mean, my husband and I, when the babies, my babies are, they sleep in their own cribs. That's when we have mommy daddy time. Also, the shower. You can f in the shower, quick, right, Leanne? I don't oh, know if you shower, guys shower on the first. toilet, in the tub, <laughs> on the counter, in the kitchen, on the washing machine. I mean, there's a lot of places on the couch. There's options, buddy. Yeah. There's Besides, options. oh my fucking baby woke up. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting my rocks off. I love you so much. What about now? Let's talk about sex after baby. Think back 15 years. I know it's been a minute for you. Um, I talked about this with Allison Rosen, mm-hmm. who she's now about what six months postpartum, and she's not feeling sexy yet. She's really not ready to bust that first nut with her husband. Right. Um, do you remember what it was like? Mm-hmm. Your sex life was say one year postpartum, that first year. What was it like for you? Um, well, um, Bert didn't want to wait the six weeks for me to heal no. to have sex. He was like week four going. Are Can we you, speed up this process? How do we speed up this process? Are you I, I need hitting. Yeah. The cervix isn't even fully closed. Oh, and you I was like, even... snip, snip, dead stitches. And he's like, come on, come on. How about a hand job every day? And I'm like, dude, I am breastfeeding. Ugh. I am like, I've, uh, I still have stitches. Fuck off. But he, yeah, he was very sexually um, uh, charged after I had babies. <laughs> and my boobs were the size of Oklahoma. I mean, yeah. they were huge. Know, and disgusting. he's a boob guy. So he was like, oh my God, how do I get my hands on those? <sighs> but I have kind of a unique story. Um, I was, <laughs> I was date raped in college. Oh no. And I buried it in my brain and then remembered it years later. And I don't think because of that, I didn't really deal with the trauma. But mm. when I pushed a baby out of my vagina, it triggered a lot of trauma. This is very common. Alyssa Milano yes. had a similar thing when she delivered her children. She had it, reawakened her it, yeah, sexual trauma. Exactly as well. right. Very common, ladies. Yep. Get that checked out. So I was like, shops closed. Yeah. It was a it was a struggle for me to be vulnerable. Mm. It, it was a real struggle for me. So my personal experience is probably not typical because it took me a long time to just relax. Like How I long relax, would you say? And I kept going, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand. Like, this is my husband. I love him. Sex is great. But I, my whole body was like, absolutely not. Interesting. Absolutely Meaning not. like your, your vagina would get closed off. Like you physically just had a repulsion towards him. Like, don't even touch me. Don't, I, I don't want this. I wasn't repulsed. I was nervous. Ah. I was like, I was a nervous ah, yes, that, wreck yes, sure, sure. Um, about it. Where I'd never had this issue ever until I pushed a baby out of my vagina. And I mm. believe that that act of going through my vagina just, triggered all this trauma I had never dealt with Mm. and I dealt I'd quote dealt with it in therapy but I dealt with it at at such a delayed time you know it was years after the actual trauma 
is I just buried it totally. And it, you know, you hear about people who say things come back like that. It came back like that. I was mm. watching a movie that had nothing to do with nothing. And mm -hmm. I turned to my girlfriend and went, we have to leave right now. I have to tell you this or I'm going to bury it again. Mm. So let's go home and we'll talk about this. And then I talked about it in therapy, but I don't think I ever really felt how it made me feel. Mm. You know, I just shut it down and functioned on. So when that happened, <laughs> it shut me down a little bit. So it took a lot of talking to Bert about, because I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know why I was feeling very shut down and afraid. So I had to talk to him a lot about, like, this is how I'm feeling. And I know you're frustrated, but help me get there. Help me, help me feel comfortable. And he did. He was really great. And he was really impatient at the same time. You know, that seems to be the common denominator with um, husbands. And yeah. My <laughs> yeah, they just push, push, push. They're just They're like, they want on. what they want when they come want on. it. I got to patriarchy, patriarchy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. entitled. I need to come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a hand job then, Leanne. Hand job. I'm yeah. like, it's still fucking sex yeah. on some level. Well, but, you know, but then again, I do advocate. Um, the loving assist, as Dan Savage oh, would I do say. Oh, I too, yeah. yeah. Like, it, like, just throw him a bone. No, I'm... Just the I'm, handy. Hey. The, no, I wouldn't even say the mouth, because you're so, like... The mouth is like saint. If you can give a blowjob, you're a freaking saint. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but, I did a podcast about this. Yeah. It's a the sex podcast. Wife of the Party, Wife sex the party. episode. The sex episode. I read a book before I got married that was written by a gay man about how to give oral sex. Oh. And it was really helpful. Because let me tell you, ladies, if you're good at it, it happens really fast. Really? And they love it. So then I go, well, if they love it, then I should try to do it from time to time. From time to time. From time to time. What do you, what do you consider time to time? Let's be, let's be honest. Once a quarter. Wow. <laughs> wow. Leanne doing out the quarterly Once a quarter. DJ. No, know, is this before very after? Very pragmatic. Very yeah. pragmatic. Is this before after you see the statement, the income statement? Right. The banks. You're like. Depends. Yeah. How many, how many zeros for Bert to get a hand on his beanbag at the same no, time? No, it's not related to money. Yeah. Yeah, every three months or so. Three months. Every three months of BJ. Yeah. I feel like that's a good standard. Well, I mean, if it were up to me, I would say never. I don't yeah. ever want to do that. Terrible. I don't fucking I mean, hate it. I fucking hate it. But I worst, read yeah. that book because I thought, yeah. well, if it's something, I want him to feel good. You know, I want him to have what he wants. Of course. So uh, it's it's not about, sex isn't all about what you get. Right. It's about what you give also. I mean, you can't just mm. be one-sided. It's about what you give. Interesting. And how you make the other person feel about themselves and about your relationship. What's wrong? I go opposite. You do? You're a giver. You're a giver. Yeah. Here's what I like to do. I like to go with what would excite me. Yeah. And because that's how Tom, like whatever excites me gets Tom excited yeah. too. Yeah. Let me just try to think how to phrase this. Like, but a low job saying, doesn't excite you and you know that he wants one. Well, I, I do. Here's the deal. Like I do those I wouldn't, I don't know, quarterly. <laughs> like you cap it on your calendar. You track it. It, I have a blowjob tracker. <laughs> Ding! Blowjob time! Today's the day. Bert would love that so much. <laughs> don't think he wouldn't be checking that tracker like weekly. Is this a week? 100%. <laughs> it's another genius idea for the people. It is. I'm genius. Oh, yeah, there you go. The blowjob app for the married ladies <laughs> that once a quarter you look over his financial statements and depending how good it is, you give him a blowjob. No. Or maybe you do once a week for a month and then you're done for the year. 
How much? Once a week for a month. That's four quarters. That's true. And then you get up. No. Yeah, see, you think that works. That's husband math is <laughs> way different. Uh, totally. Like TikTok bitch. Because the poison refuels. It does. You have to it? release their poison yeah. and then it tanks up again. You have to release the valve. But I found that, yeah, like that. So, so your technique is to just, you take one from the team and you just, you go and you give them a BJ once a quarter. And you do a fucking fabulous and job. you do it okay i'd like to yeah. read this book can, can you find the title it's in it's in it's on my party. it's on what if wifeotp.com there's a link wife, to that book w-o-t-p.com no, wife no. okay otp wife otp here she yeah. is wifeotp.com if you look in if you want to find it now you can look in the like food for thought i think it is and keep going down oh this is great so she's got keep going down a book club keep, with keep all going these books. down Scroll down. The Scroll down. God damn it. Scroll down. down. You are slow, slow mister. Right there. Sex tips. That one, I can't read it because I'm a glasses on. Sex tips for straight women. I'm assuming it says click on it. God damn it. Sex tips for straight women from a gay man. That's fantastic. I would love to read this. Because who knows better how to pleasure no, a man uh, than a gay man? 100%. So go to wifeotp.com and order it through there so she gets a little Amazon kickback, you guys. If you're interested in giving your husband blowjobs, which I, I kind of am, here's what I like to do. Like I said, I'll find what excites me mm -hmm. so that I'm into it when he and I actually do have a moment to do it. Mm -hmm. And that way it's exciting for him. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? I like, do. They get very turned on when you're very turned on. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. I like that. Yeah, no, but that's, but that's okay. But that's really, you're giving to him. I'm giving to time. him. Because yeah. I don't want, I'm not sexual right now. I mean, I'm sick right now, but maybe... No, I get sexual when I'm not. Okay, I can't talk about this anymore. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> sex after baby, having sex with the babies in the room. Do you believe in joining mom groups? Do you belong to any? I don't. Yeah, what's your feeling on that? I don't believe and I don't belong. <laughs> um, you know, I, I remember taking my kids when they were little and I just remember women like whining. Yeah. And I just don't do well with whining. And maybe that was just my group. But I think... Yeah, I don't do that. But I think that I think some women need support. I know. I would love to join one. You know, like an online one, because that way you don't actually have to do anything but read or leave type. your house. Yeah, I don't leave my house, especially with small kids. Okay. Do you have any mom drama stories? Mom drama? Yeah, like any bitches at your school that you're like give beef with. <laughs> I don't know. I always imagine that there's mom. I have mom like zero. Beef? Let me try to think of my mom. You know, girl. I have to say, there are some moms. <laughs> Take me outside. How about that? How about that, bitch? There's some moms. Yeah. That are drama, right? That my kids are friends with. Oh, shit. So my kids are friends with their kids. So it is very hard to manage yourself with that other adult, right? Because if the, if the other adult is wackadoo, mm. you don't want to offend them because then that mom will separate her daughter from mine oh, no. and they have a good relationship and the daughter's not wackadoo mm. yet mm. so then you go how do i manage myself within the context of this woman's delusional world mm. that's really difficult that's been the hardest thing i don't really deal with drama if someone mm -hmm. comes with drama i'm like bye but there's this one mom that i have this I definitely have to temper everything oh, that I would usually do with other people with her to maintain my daughter's relationship with her daughter. What a nightmare. It's really a lot of energy. It's a mm. lot of work. Mm. But, and I keep her very at arm's length for me. But, um, and there's more than one mom that's like this. 
Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, see, Women are crazy. Yeah. Women are crazy. I know. Unless they've done some work on themselves, they're usually crazy. Bitches be cray. I know. It's so hard. It is so freaking hard. It's just like people, I I mean, I guess I assumed when people have children, like we all join this club where Mm. we're all awesome. Like it transforms you. And like, it's just high school. But now we all have kids. That's right. And you have to find like the one person in the class that you think is normal. Like that parent. That's right. For me, it's the the Persians. There's like this Persian couple. It's pretty dope. That's awesome. <laughs> and then there's this uh, dad. We call him the porn star dad because he wears sweatpants every day to get his kit. And he's got the hugest dong. Oh, my God. And everybody's like, porn star dads. <laughs> and he, anyway, I should talk about it because probably people are listening that go to my kid's school. Anyways, that's it. Uh, wife of the party, thank you so much for being here. I'm so is happy there, to be here. Yeah, is Always. there anything else uh, you wanted to mention or plug or... That's all I got going on. Well, let me tell you, it's not all because you and I <laughs> are coming up with a, a secret thing that's going to release pretty soon, let's say in October. I'm not going to say too much, but Maybe. I'm so excited. I, I think I think we're going to come together and do a very powerful thing and um, check out Leanne's podcast, support her. And uh, thank you so much for downloading. Thank you for subscribing email me at where my mom's at at gmail.com leave me a voicemail 213-375-5184 and send me videos i love videos i will play them on the next episode when i do a solo cast and uh and that's it bros thank you for listening thank you leanne i love oh, you i love you too you're the best you're the best all right bye mom my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at where my mom's wearing thongs hitting bongs at Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's.